Boss Man Show. Prairie A&M Panthers head coach, Coach Eric Dooley, with the bow ties always on the show with us. Coach Dooley, how you doing, brother? Good to talk to you, man. Doing well, man. Glad to, glad to be here. Now, Coach Obeskis, man, you know, you guys had a weird COVID year, man. How was it going through the fall without football this time around and keeping your guys in shape and mentally fresh and their mindset looking forward to this springtime here, just starting here on Saturday? Man, you know, it, it, it was challenging, uh, you know, and it was different, you know, just like it, uh, a lot of folks are saying. But, you know, we uh, we made the sudden change and we understood what we had to do, uh, the adjustments that was needed. Uh, I thought we had some guys on our team that were leaders and they understood the uh, the magnitude of what was taking place. And uh, most importantly, you know, we tried to let those guys know that, yeah, football is something that we love and, and that's what we do. But here's the biggest thing. We're concerned about your mental part, how you guys are doing, how your families are doing. Because, you know, it's it was so many guys that uh, across the nation that when they sat to the table, uh, a seat was empty. And we understood that. And, you know, it was very, very difficult for a lot of guys to understand. Uh, you know, me uh, personally, uh, when this thing took place, uh, a childhood friend of mine that I grew up that I was very, very close to was probably one of the second individuals in New Orleans uh, to pass away from this uh, virus. So it was very touching to me and I understood what was going on and and I had to uh, reevaluate the things that I wanted to do and, and was, I, I couldn't make it about football. So therefore I wanted to contact all my parents. I wanted to contact all my students. How are you guys doing outside of worrying about football? We, we, we got time for football. You know, we can change games. games. We can uh, reschedule some games, but you can't reschedule life. So we okay, thought right. we took things that were more important. So uh, I thought the guys weathered the storm and got through it uh, as best as we possibly could, and and now we're here. And, Coach, a big up to academic advisors and your assistant coaches who helping your young men who they have to look out to because when guys are having to be at home and virtual learning – hybrid learning that's tricky i'm a guy who needs to be in somebody's face learning that way i know a lot of guys on your team are like me as well so how was it for your guys making them a plan to learn so they wouldn't stay on track with their grades so they wouldn't get off track because i know that's very important to you and make sure your young men graduate with a degree once they leave prairie and them to go on to being a husband and a great leader in their community absolutely you know uh we i i say that you had to be creative and what I mean by that, you know, uh, thank God for Zoom. Uh, you know, this Zoom thing came about. So we had to create uh, a study hall for guys who probably wouldn't normally be in study hall because we know it was different. It was challenging. So uh, through our academics, they uh, they created a study hall to where those guys had to check in. Those guys had to do certain things. They provided tutors for those individuals. So uh, we made it work. You know, it uh, wasn't the, uh, the best situation because now you're talking about Wi-Fi. You're talking about equipment that you may or may not have so but I, I thought the guys uh you know they pulled through when it was needed and and and, and wound up doing an excellent job I, I think we we fell right below uh, a 3.0 team average uh but I thought the young men they accepted the challenge and, and you know we was there for support most definitely coaching having young men who at home and with their parents I mean coach they need that extra boost from you guys, coach, for sure, because I know if it was me, I would need to have my coach to be there for me because you're a young kid, 18, 24 years old. You don't really realize, like, what is going on in this world, and you had to help them understand what's going on with all this COVID stuff here and being better about it. Absolutely. You know, we, we, we tell our young men, the guys that we recruit, the guys that we are in contact with, that we're an extension of your parents. Uh, we, we're going to be there for you guys. We, we know we can't ever take the place but we got to be the extension of the parents. So uh, the young men, I, you know, when you have an experienced team, it helps. 
you yes, know, uh, the situation or the things that we do and, and, and trying to bring those guys closer. I would say, you know, going through this time right here, it brought us closer because we learned some things that guys didn't know about each other. And, and, and now we had the comfort of uh, being able to always talk. You know, it gave me a new idea because now I can I can check curfew every night. I just got to <laughs> put that Zoom code in and I can find out where you are. So uh, in my, I'm big on showing your face, present yourself, show who you are, because every day of your life, you're on the interview. So I, I thought the young men came through and did some great things with the help. Uh, you know, of course, you can't do this alone. Uh, it, oh, yes. It's impossible to do it alone. Uh, we had a, a new AD that came in, uh, uh, set the things straight at what needed to be done and, and things the way they had to go. Uh, and I, I thought we had a great academic team that came about. Uh, we had compliance. Uh, so everybody played their role and, and stayed uh, uh, upbeat with what had to be done. And I thought it made it work. Uh, we're not finished yet. We still, it's a work in progress. We're still working, but uh, I, I like the direction that we're going in. I love it as well, Coach. And I feel like, Coach, this summer, with all the racial injustice going on around us, social injustice going on around Coach, have been at a, a HBC school, having a coach like yourself lead these young men because, you know, I'm third, I'm in my 30s, Coach. I'll be 30, 34 years old in nine days. So I'm a little older than your guys are, but even for me, having to keep look at my interns, keep my interns in line, tell them, hey, this is what life is, man. It's, it's, it's going to be its way for a while. Having to hear them out about how they feel about the, what's going on here in Atlanta and Georgia and beyond. So how's the only Zoom calls for your team teaching them about life as being a young black male in this country, learn touching about the racial justice in this country and how they can present themselves out there in your county, Walter County, and be good in that community and be beyond in their home community as well, Coach. You know, absolutely. And I, and I thought that was, man, that the stage was set for, for the teaching uh, moment. But here's the thing that takes place. When we go on visits to other universities and play them, I'm going through social justice right then. I'm going through uh, Black History Month then. We had the opportunity when we played the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff to visit uh, Little Rock Nine because I think every moment moment is the teaching moment. So yes, those sir. young men experience some things that they have never seen before. So we go to the museums and we, you know, we make sure that these guys understand because you know where they come from and and where they live at, they may never get that opportunity. So we got that opportunity now, and I made sure that I presented it well, and I thought it went well because uh, we started on that that plateau of of making sure those guys be educated. I think that's the biggest part. You gotta be educated as to what's going on and how to uh, to use certain things. You gotta be able to use it uh, with your mind. You know, you don't. It, it don't have to be a physical thing. It gotta be a mental type thing. And, and those guys get in it because, you know, uh, I've been blessed to right now to have maybe eight to nine guys that are in grad school right now. So they're working on their graduate studies right now. And one, one young man, He's going to have his master's at the end of the semester. So, you know, that's what it's about, uh, uh, building quality young men to be successful. Because, you know, you try to tell these guys, you're going to be a former athlete longer than you're going to be an athlete. Yes, sir. So you got to make sure you prepare yourself for life after football. Same here, Coach. I learned in 2011, hey, it's over. So I had to find out a career, radio for me, and I've been doing the last 10 years. So you're right. You have to apply yourself, get that master's degree. I got my master's in public administration. So I went, I got my degree from Tennessee State University again, two, both of them from there. And so I, I'm a living example. Hey, it stops for you eventually, but you can still be successful outside of, now I'm using my platform here in Atlanta that I've built for over 10 years to have promote college football, college basketball, black excellence in this country, in this great city I live in. So I feel like 
for your young men going forward who say it's interview, you can, once it ends for you, you can make an impact off the field as well as you did on the field. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, every day is learning for us. Every day is learning and striving to be the best to uh, make sure that we represent uh, our families, our universities to the highest level. Yes, indeed. And Prayer View is such a great spot out there. And you're a great Wallen County out there, man. It's it's like you're to yourselves out there. So you are that community. You know, you are the star of that, of that town out there. So knowing that you all have that, that light on you guys, how do you, you tell your women to represent themselves in that community? Because, you know, that you want them to show that Prayer View, the Panthers, are really, we're about it over here. We're, we're always classy and integrity and about doing the right things here on our football program and beyond. You know, when, when you talk about football, uh, I, I'm, I'm never going to uh, pass the baton. It starts with me. So I, I have to be that person that's doing the things that, that, that these young men can see that, that it's beneficial in the community, beneficial on the campus, beneficial everywhere so that they, I can lead by example. Uh, you know, I, I have a, a favorite saying uh, when I talk to the young men, I may be the only Bible they ever read. So if, if I'm not doing the things that are conducive to the uh, social injustice, uh, that's uh, conducive to uh, building our community, that uh, conducive to uh, educating our young uh, black men and black uh, females, then why would I be here? So uh, I, I take it, I don't take it lightly. I understand my purpose and why I'm here and what I need to do. Yeah, I got to win football games. That's part of the business. But also I got to educate these black young men know that they can be successful regardless of what career that they take. And coach, for you and your career, and you and you was my age or younger, when did you know that you were going to want to be a coach and lead people, impact lives? Because I know for me, I feel like this year has made me want to do this even more. Because I finally hit me at 33 years old, I want to lead people and impact more. So for you, coach, when did you learn feeling in your heart that you wanted to lead, coach, impact young men's lives for years to come? I, I think it happened somewhere between the age of 29 and, and 32, just like you, uh, you know, I, I, I suffered a couple of injuries in some of the leagues that I played in. And, you know, it didn't look like I can get over those injuries. And uh, so my mindset became then, you know what, if you cannot make it to the NFL, help someone else. And that's when it started for me because I started coaching in the high school ranks. And, and I see, I saw the development of some of the young men and, you know, spending the time with those guys, trying to get them, sending them off to college. And then, you know, a blessing came. I had the opportunity to go. Uh, to university and start coaching and uh, it's been there and that's my that's my love there to make sure that I I can help someone else benefit I say the NFL but to be successful regardless of what uh, direction they choose whatever avenue they choose uh, to be successful and I, and I don't take it lightly because I, I think the Lord chose me uh, to come here so I got to make sure that I take care of his business. And being a servant to others is so great because when you serve others, the Lord blesses you in bountifully. You know, it's not because you want a, a blessing or a payback, but it's because you're doing the right thing. Because when you impact a young man's life who come from a bad situation, I know I came from a marginalized situation from my, my group. Because I know how it is when you don't have what you need. You have to ration meals to, to get a, a young man a college education. An opportunity to be something beyond just what he grew up in is just a great thing because when you serve others and serve them, help them better themselves, man, that feels so good for me coach using this radio program and, and other topics I use because helping somebody for me makes me feel better and doing something for myself. Absolutely. I think this is a great platform and I think it couldn't come from a better person that that had the experience going to an HBCU and understanding the lack thereof, but not making that as an excuse. Not not looking not looking to complain, just following solutions, finding solutions. So uh, I, I think it is great for these young men 
uh, to for me to have the opportunity to feel upon their their character and and steer them in the right direction. So I, I would never take it lightly. I know uh, the task is at hand, and 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 I challenge them, and I challenge myself uh, to continue to move forward because regardless of what, whether it's uh, going to that that NFL, they're going to be successful regardless. And coach, recruiting wise, I feel like I look at your roster. You, you really hitting that Tennessee area, West Memphis, Arkansas area, uh, Texas, of course, Louisiana. So it's about the talent base down there in Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas, Tennessee that you all recruit from. Because I feel like coach, I thought Georgia had some good players, but I took at your roster, man. You got some balls on your your, your team, coach. I like, well, okay, I see you working there, coach Dooley. I see you. <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. I, I tell you what, I love recruiting. I, you know, I love building relationships. I love talking to the family. And parents, you know, I had the opportunity to uh, play for a legendary guy in Eddie Robinson. And, you know, uh, I recall the things that he, he, he would tell you in recruiting. Uh, you're going to go to church and you're going to get a degree. And those are some, some of the things that are, are life lessons that I understand. Uh, but, you know, uh, Texas, man, uh, uh, it's dealer's choice here. You got so many athletes that you can choose from. Uh, and we love that. Uh, and then you see that I, I, I kind of go into some of the areas that I've been familiar with. I'm, of course, I'm from Louisiana. I had the opportunity to work in uh, the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So that kind of put me with the Tennessee as well as uh, people from Arkansas. And, and then to, to have this backyard of Texas, uh, uh, we feel real great about what we're doing and, and the guys that we're able to go out and get. Uh, I think there's talent everywhere. Uh, but we're going to also recruit. We're going to make sure we recruit our backyard. And, and if it's somebody that's someone else that's a game changer, we're going to go after Oh, definitely, Coach. Let me ask you this, man. So I know the Texas weather was kind of crazy a few weeks ago, man. So how was for you, for you and your family and your players? I was worried about that. If I want to ask you about that, how was it for you guys when it got so cold there? It got cold here in Atlanta, but not like it was in Stone like it was over over there. How are you for your players and your family and your guys' apartments there? Well, you know, it made it made uh, people forget that we were in a pandemic because now we had something, another challenge come about. You're talking about the weather, uh, something that Texas is not accustomed to. Texas is accustomed to heat. You know, we, we're down in the South, uh, you know, deep South. We understand what we what we like, like the 90s, the 95s, the 100s. Uh, but we were dealing with some single-digit uh, temperatures. You're talking about nine degrees, something that uh, none of us can foresee. But, you know, the guys got through it. Uh, we checked on those guys to make sure that uh, the biggest thing that they were able to lay their head in a safe place, uh, we checked to make sure that uh, they were they were eating, uh, those things right there. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, we weathered, again, we weathered that storm, you know, uh, we, you got to go through something to get to something. Yes, sir. And I, and I think that we're, we're doing that as a team and we're learning uh, that, you know, uh, this too shall pass. So I thought the guys did a good job. Uh, I kind of put myself in home's way. I had to drive to the campus to make sure that I, I have to see. I, I'm a person. I like to see that everything is okay. Yes, sir. And for the most part, uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, our university did a great job. When you have a, when you have a leader that understands and have a vision, <laughs> It's easy for you. And, and, and Dr. Uh, Simmons, we have a leader. We have a leader that understands that came through uh, the HBCU ranks. So uh, she's leading us in the right direction. And we got a lot of people that that's here on board uh, in our athletic director, Dr. Reed. So I, I feel good. I, I feel blessed to, to be uh, among some great individuals. Now, Coach, how excited are you to have your rivals? Texas Southern, the other TSU that I don't claim. <laughs> I have having them come over there to see you guys this weekend. Your rivals. I know like you usually like you have the bands and the, the crowd how I usually is, but the having just to have them come to town and play those guys who you know down the road from Houston. How's it gonna be for your players? How jacked up are they for that game on, on Saturday? 
you know, they're very, very excited because the reason why they're excited, because you got to think about, we haven't played a football game in over 400 days. Mm-hmm. So the, the excitement is there. And I, and I, I can imagine that it's for both teams, but the only thing that, that, that bothers me a little that we can't get our fans to come out like we were wanting to, because our fans deserve to see uh, just what we have to offer. They deserve to see a show. So uh, I, I'm kind of, a uh, little disturbed by that. That's not going to have the, the, the normal pageantry. And you know it because you went to TSU. You know how um, uh, HBCU football is yes. and how they go. So <laughs> that's the excitement. Part <laughs> that's part of it right there. So, uh, But the kids are – the players, I should say players, the student athletes are very, very excited about uh, coming. You know, we can finally say it, it's game week. <laughs> you know, yes. we haven't been able to say that. It's game week. And, and uh, those guys understand it. So – uh, they're excited. I want to calm them down a little bit. We don't want that adrenaline to be too high. We know it's going to wear off after a certain time, but the, the, uh, the players are extremely excited. The coaches are excited. Uh, I think the supporting staff are excited that, that we now we get to some sense of normalcy. Because all this hard work for this this great day coming up here on March the 6th, a great day, we're going to be able to hear some swag football. Coach, tell us about the swag football. Well, now, this part of the TSU that I did not like, we played in the OVC. So, after we got past the classics, you know, it was just those Murray States, man, like UT March. I'm not feeling that. So, but you're the swag every week. It's, it's a great environment, a great vibe. So, tell the people in Atlanta here who don't part about the swag the way you and I know about how the swag football season always goes and how it is. the vibe every, every town is a, di- a different vibe, how great it is to play on the, even on the road against those, your vibes in the swag conference there. Man, I tell you what, it's an experience that I think everyone has to experience uh, within a lifetime. You know, uh, I love the uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, I had the opportunity to play in it, and I, I've been involved in it for now 30-plus uh, years, and I, I think it's, it's nothing better than, it, than the uh, Southwestern Athletic Conference. And we got a great leader in Charles McClendon uh, who's doing a great job for our conference. And, man, if you want to see some exciting football, if you want to hear some – uh, great bands. If you want to see some great fans, you got to go to Swag Football. That's what it's all about. Uh, when you talk about us going against the uh, Texas Southern, uh, which is called the Labor Day Classic, but we are playing it now in in March, uh, it gets no better than this right here. You know, when you see the, uh, the 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 bands going against one another, you're not going to get to see it this spring here. Man, it's exciting. You know, my my daughters grew up on it now, so that's all they know. Uh, fortunate, my one of my daughters graduated. Uh, from uh, all of my daughters went to HBCU, but one have a, has already graduated. One is on a quest to graduate. One is going to finish up within the HBCU. So, man, I, I don't know. Uh, it's just uh, it's exciting. That that's the only word that I that can come to uh, my mind is excitement across the board in the stands on the field with the bands. You gotta love it. And next year, you got Florida A&M and Bethune coming, which is great. So you got two more. See, for me, I always catch everybody in either A&M or Alabama State. That's because it's closer to my house. So I always kind of catch everybody either, either in my Grimmery or Huntsville. That's how I can take, get my swag on. So that's how I get to do it, Coach. That's how I, Absolutely. I, I Absolutely. Get, it's, it comes close enough to me. I get my swag on two and a half hours, three hours away. I'm good. I get my swag on still because I love it, man. I wish I'm all right. Look, we play Jackson State every year at TSU in Memphis. So I, I love going against them at the Liberty Bowl, man. That made my day, man. I love playing those boys, but I wish we played. I wish TSU was in a swag because 
because I would just be right. so amped every weekend. Hey, we're going somewhere for somewhere fun to play, coach. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. I tell you what, with the addition of those two right there, uh, I'll I'll be one of uh, the first to say it. Uh, it's no question we got the best conference uh, here going along right now. When you talk about uh, the teams that we have in this conference, uh, it's going to be competition. Uh, day in and day out. Uh, so it's exciting to, to get those uh, teams to come. They got two great coaches that are bringing a, a, a great team in that's going to come and be in addition to who we have a bunch of great coaches here. So the excitement is there. Uh, uh, we're going to get through these uh, six games first and, and then we'll move forward to the, to the fall, something that's uh, by that time should be normal. But we're excited for uh, March 6th uh, after over 400 plus days uh, to play a, a team that that we're also familiar with, uh, a great coach over there in uh, Coach uh, McKinney. So uh, we're excited, man. SWAC football is exciting. And now you get the chance to to zero in on us because we're playing on all the uh, ESPN channels. You get a chance to see just how exciting football is. And, you know, I should say, you know, to let you know just how exciting uh, SWAC football is, we just had a young man that that played at Prairie View and in University that just got his first Super Bowl rank. That don't happen. You know, that's a big story. You're talking about Quentin Bell. Uh, he got a Super Bowl ring. He played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, we're excited for that young man as well. You know, you, you you know, as well as I know, you can play in that National Football League for 15 years and never get to that, yes, that, sir. that Super Bowl. This is his second year. He had the opportunity to experience, experience it and win it. So, you know, kudos to him and uh, to him and his family. And uh, there's some great things going on in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Just got to come take a peek and see what we got to offer. Yes, sir. And, Coach, so tell us about my good friend at your campus, Byron Smith. You know, as the, the head basketball coach. Byron's a great guy. He's on the show all the time. Tell us a story about my, my man, Coach Smith, man. Man, I, I got to keep – I told him the other day, I got to I gotta, I gotta pass in front of your office. I, I got to get let some of those victories come over to me. Coach, coach Smith is doing a great job, him and his staff. Uh, those guys are playing. He got those young men playing at a high level. Uh, they compete day in and day out. Uh, excited to be working within the same atmosphere of Coach Smith. Uh, he and I always get a chance to talk when he's not busy because he he's a very very uh, competitor, and I, I'm I'm competitive as well. But I, I learn a lot from him. Some of the things that he's doing. Uh, very excited in him and his coaching staff. So uh, it's just good 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 mixture here. Uh, being in, and, and I, I will say, Coach Smith is from Louisiana. He's from he from the north northern part of Louisiana, but uh, he's still from Louisiana. But we got a great relationship, and uh, he's doing a fantastic job with that basketball team. Oh, dude, thank you for your time today, giving us this time on doing a game week on a day you got to prepare for your rivals, man. Coach, best luck to you Saturday, man. I'll be cheering for the Panthers this week because I don't cheer for other TSU. We're the real TSU and Nazareth. So the Prairie Panthers are what I'm cheering for this weekend, Coach. Hey, you be good. Thank you for your time today. We got to do this again real soon now, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoy. Anytime, Coach. You be blessed now. You too. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.